Hi there. Welcome to A Creative Affair. And you're here with uh, Bree Stockwell and Lynn Metcalf on another wonderful episode of our podcast. And today we're talking about a subject that is incredibly close to my heart, and that is cross-training, you know, working on other things to help you become better at your passion. So, uh, Bree, yes. what do you think about this um, idea of cross training. You've got my opinion of it, but um, what do you think about it? <laughs> well, I find I love this idea, and I find that so often uh, I it's well, a it's invigorating to try something else, you know. Um, but it the the things the other things that I experience when I'm the things that I experience when I'm creating something different than what I normally do really do inform my regular work and it kind of makes me a little bit more creative but let's let's tell our audience what we think cross training is first let's let's explain a little bit about what this can mean for them or for us well cross training is about um developing uh, skills in creativity and in um, technique in something other than your chosen field, isn't it? So uh, I, I often think a, a good example is to take where we actually got the name from, and that's actually from sport, isn't it? I, I, I think yep. my understanding of cross-training comes from sport. So if I'm a, um, a long-distance runner, I will add swimming into my training regime and I'll also add in cycling and uh, um, maybe weights and aerobics and I'll work on a whole lot of different muscles um, aerobically and in strength training um, to improve my skill level in my chosen one. So picking up something outside of what you're doing. Now, as an artist, Studying other arts is a, a is a lovely, obvious one. So for me, um, working in uh, painting or drawing actually helps me with my photography. Um, but I think it's wider than that as well. And, and uh, I I found that uh, training in things even outside of the arts actually helped me with it too. That's interesting because I think when I think of cross training, I think also, you know, maybe trying my hand at painting uh, or in doing, I don't know, just a variety of things, partly to show myself that I like showing myself that I can be creative in such a variety of ways. It's really fun. Um, But also, I think there's a way to cross train in your own field, too. So like what, how I would think of it, like I, you know, and we both do this, we are both kind of nature, you know, landscape, you know, that's what we like to photograph. But I, I think I, and I'm not pigeonholing you, Len, because I know you do all of such a variety of work. Um, you've been doing it for years. So for me, cross training would look like walking, uh, walking a downtown and trying to photograph architecture because Ah. then, mm -hmm, because Mm -hmm, then I'm really having to see things in a different way. And I think that's what cross training is about is really 
practicing seeing the world in a different way and could be been even be through a different medium. And, um, I don't know. It's just, it's so, it's so interesting. And I know that having to switch your mind from what you're comfortably used to, to doing something new can be a little bit tricky and uncomfortable. What do you like? What do you do for cross training, Lynn? Well, I'm I'm really pleased that you brought that idea up that it, it can just be in your same um, mm-hmm. medium, and I've actually done that as well. So um, I, I love to photograph people. I love to photograph flowers, trees, um, rocks, um, seas, ocean, those sort of things. I don't know if I'm really a landscape photographer, but I'm a, definitely a portrait photographer, and I work on portraits of trees and flowers and people. I spend a lot of time working on abstract photography as a and it's become its whole um genre for me as well now because I fell in love with it but when I first started it was actually as a cross training it was about um pushing myself off into new directions and trying something and going oh I really love that over there uh, I don't know if it's me but I I'd really be excited to try that and street photography is the one that you just mentioned there um, I've discovered I'm not a street photographer and I go and practice elements of it, but I really love doing that in an art gallery around art while I'm actually viewing art and I'm photographing the people viewing the art and the <laughs> artworks at the same time. And that's actually a, a version of street photography and it helps me with the ones that I'm passionate about. So um, taking, I'm, I work in monochrome as another one, stepping aside and, and spending a period in colour helps me come back to my monochrome and see it very, very differently as well. So cross-training can uh, be very, very close and just thinking, well, this is my box that I'm really comfortable and happy in. How do I step outside of it to explore that uncomfortable part? And uh, it's about learning that, isn't it? For sure. So much is about learning. And, you know, I don't think it always, and I I mentioned that it can sometimes be uncomfortable, but it doesn't always have to be. It can be really like, oh, this is going to be a fun experiment. I wonder what will happen here. You know, we did a whole (laughs) episode on experimenting and playing, and it could just be that kind of mindset when when you're doing the cross training. You're totally right. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't have to be fear. Um, well, for me, fear and excitement are actually in the same category because I, I love getting scared. <laughs> being a rock climber and taking risks uh, was a very much a part of my life. So, learning and being uncomfortable about learning is actually fun. I'm addicted to it. I love it. I love being on the edge. Sorry, I interrupted you, Bree. But- no, it's okay. No, and then there are some of us that are like, you know, like yeah. I don't know, I don't know, because I was just going to explain, like, if someone said, "Hey, go, um, let's do this wildlife photography trip," I, I would, I would enter. I would have. Uh, it would actually stress me out. And I would have to do quite a bit of like a, some some mindset. I probably would say yes because I like saying yes to new things. But mm. I would probably need to um, 
talk myself through a few things and just kind of check in with myself. Like, why does this seem so uncomfortable to me? Um, but I know that if I, if I did that, if I did focus on photographing wildlife, actually that would probably help my own photography. Like it would help me photograph people. It would help me. Like I just took a trip with some friends in a boat, uh, like in November. And I don't know when these are going to be released. We actually release them whenever we want at different times, but, um, but that would actually help me photographing from a, a, you know, something that's moving because even though the trees are standstill, right? Like there's all different ways that photographing wildlife would inform what I currently do, but it, it, it really would stretch me a lot. Plus I don't, I don't know that I want to wait around for the animals to show up. Maybe I'm a little impatient. I want to keep walking, <laughs> so, especially if it's cold. Come on. <laughs> it's it's quite amazing what you can learn by doing something outside of your your norm. So, like a, as an example for me, uh, a, a technique that street photographers use some, not all, but they actually start with their background and they go, "Oh, that's really." cute. I, I really love that doorway. I love how the light's coming through there. I love how the light comes in this direction and it's backlighting those people. And, um, oh, I can actually see the frame and, uh, they stand there <laughs> ready, waiting for something to happen in there. And, uh, when I bring that back to my flowers, instead of going, oh, that's a beautiful flower. How should I photograph it? I then actually look for Where's the really beautiful background mm. and which flower is going to come out in that background and, and make the most of it? So instead of looking just for one beautiful, oh, that's the flower I want to photograph, instead I'm looking for the background and the flower together. So I learned that from cross-training. That's awesome. And I was actually just had a thought come to my mind because I am a musician that so much of what I've learned in music has informed my own photography because, you know, I was, I think I was talking with someone about how, uh, when you just know it's right, there's, you're on this like wavelength. I'm like, yeah, like when two people with instruments tune together, I mean, there's so many things that playing music can do for my own work, like mm. phrasing or, um, you know, I never want to, my, one of my, actually here, I'll share this. One of my teachers told me I should never stay the same volume. If I hold a note, let's say for four to 16 counts, you never want to stay the same volume. You don't want it to be static. And so what does that tell me about how, uh, how I want to you know, how I want to shape the note as I, as I play one note, do I want to start it soft? Do I want to start it loud and go soft and loud? And how can that translate to uh, the other art that I make? You know, um, maybe that means I take, I make one, a photograph of one thing and I know you do this, Len, you know, and then you, maybe you process it in different ways or you just ever so slightly change a little bit and it becomes a triptych. You know, there's, there's so many different things like, Hey, maybe this isn't so static after all, you know? So I don't know. There's, it, it comes at different times. The information 
with the cross training comes at different times and you won't always know what you're going to learn, how it's going to translate to what you do until later, mm. I think. But who knows? Art is kind of a surprise all the time. I've got a, another example of cross-training that I did uh, this year, uh, or maybe last year when you, it depends when that is. Uh, I went and <laughs> right. studied art therapy and I, I did a, a, um, a six-month course. I actually had to drive 12 hours each way to get to the location and I did all these weekends and I've waited five years to do it because I wanted to cross-train. I wanted to understand what an art therapist does with art and how art talks to people and how you use it as a therapeutic medium. And I went to study because I don't want to be an art therapist. Now, I, I, that particular part of uh, the world um, doesn't really suit me because I take on other people's problems too much probably and uh, get too emotive about it. But uh, I'm a natural therapist. But the, the thing was... Uh, it was about in, uh, understanding my relationship with art and trying also to understand other people's relationship with their art and how it talks to them. And so I was able to witness um, my own interaction with my own artworks, but I was also able to witness the, the rest of the class, which is another 20 women, um, actually making art and then having revelations about it and talking about it publicly and, you know, bursting into tears and all sorts of interesting things were happening. And uh, people were just going, oh, my God, I hadn't thought about that before. Or, you know, they're making something blindfolded. They take their blindfold off and go, oh, my God, that's my father or something really interesting what? and exciting. That's awesome. <laughs> um, and they were doing a self-portrait. Like, um all these magical things happened and then I'm like, oh, my God, I do understand my own art and my own artistic practice better and it also taught me how to teach better. So that was cross-training to me and, I, you know, I knew that I wanted to do that for such a long time and I fought so hard to get there and to do it and be a part of it and uh, I was blown away by that uh, experience. I remember, I remember you doing the long drives. <laughs> I think we recorded an episode actually while I was away. We probably did. We've totally done that. Hey, we, we, when you're committed and passionate about something, you make it happen, right? Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, I've been trying to think too about how, like, what other things have informed me or maybe how I want to, okay, maybe this is a great time to talk about this. How do I want to cross train in the future? Because I already know all the things that I've already done. Maybe I want to do more of it. And actually we, um, we just recorded an episode with a, a special guest and it's coming out at the end of January. So we're really excited about it. We're going to talk about uh, something happening in February. So uh, I'll give you, I'll give a little hint. It's called creative February. It's a hashtag. So if you are on Instagram, you can go look at hashtag creative February. Um, her name's Takis and she, she's just, Lynn, was that not a fabulous conversation? Oh, we had a much, we had a wonderful time. And uh, what she's actually doing 
is mind blowing, isn't it? I was really excited yes. by uh, what's yes. happening and how it's growing and uh, getting spread around. It's a really uh, wonderful. It's becoming a movement, isn't it? And and something to look forward to every February. Yeah, we're going to help it go worldwide. <laughs> so. Of course we are. We've got our millions of followers and listeners. Right? Just kidding. <laughs> but the the reason I brought it up is because it's such a great opportunity as a time to focus. And, and Creative February could be, you know, a time, like you can have this time where you focus on your own art, but I am going to use it as a time where I I try a little something that I've been putting off <laughs> and you'll have to p- w- wait for the episode at the end of January to find this out. <laughs> okay. So, um, and I actually think I'm going to release this one at the beginning of January. So it'll be the next one. You won't have to wait that long. So we'll do this one in, at the beginning of the year. And anyway, so, <laughs> but I'm really excited about what this is going to teach me and how I'm super interested in how this is going to maybe even change my photography. I'm so curious. Will it like, here's the questions that I'm asking myself, like, will this change my photography? If so, how, um, what can I be learning right now that maybe can even make my own photography better? And I say better in quotes because you know, it's so amorphous. Like we get to decide what that looks like. Um, can you think of any other questions we want to ask ourselves when we're doing this cross training and trying something new? Well, reflection is very important part of that process, isn't it? And, Mm. uh, I think you've been also hinting about planning and, you know, goal setting as what areas would I like to improve on? Um, but I'd also like to add in there that um, just being um, being a better person and studying um, uh, things about the uh, the world and uh, uh, thinking about uh, how things work is actually also going to have a, a major influence. And I just wrote it down while we were talking, Bree, but we're going to do an episode on um, you know fallow ground is what brooks jensen calls that idea where you actually put something down and walk away for it for a while and come back to it okay uh, cross training is actively going and saying well i want to add some extra skills into my skill set to help doing that and i i I think as a question is uh, uh how broad and uh how wonderful various things could be like what about studying meditation or yoga or breathing techniques to improve oh, yeah. your, your practice as an artwork, as an artist? What about studying a um, writing, poetry, movie making? Like there's, there's lots of things that we could actually study that would have an incredibly profound and deep effect on our practice as artists, don't you think? Yeah, I feel like you a said, light bulb's going off in breeze. I'm, I can I'm, see it on her face, <laughs> right? Like I'm, I'm absorbing. Oh, all you're of so these gorgeous. Things. <laughs> I was, I was thinking to, well, uh, because while Len is talking, I'm like having little like sparks of whatever is <laughs> happening in my brain, um, but the cross training can either be sculpted. Like 
participating creative February, which you'll find out in two weeks. Um, or like it can be a certain length of time and you can say exactly what you're going to do. And you could have, you know, you could say, this is what I hope to learn. And you could have a really great, you could have a really great follow-up with yourself, like really journaling. What did I learn here? That could all be if you're really organized and you like the detail like that. I don't know that necessarily I work that way, but sometimes I do. Um, but I, I know that this doing this doesn't have to look that way. It could just look like, hey, I'm going to go try that. Or you make a big list and you just pick things sometimes <laughs> to try and then start asking your questions like, huh. I wonder how this is affecting me, right? Or you're just trying it and putting that information into your into your bank of things that might be interesting. Um, and then I really do think that because I and I know this because I've had this happen to me. I really do think that as we do those things, then as we're creating our own art, they're just going to pop up. And they're gonna, they're gonna. It's, it's gonna kind of. This is why we're talking about this, and this is really, Len, what this is about, because this is gonna be like magic for your work, right? Len just smiled. It just, is. I am. I'm the, my. It is magic. It's absolutely magic. Yeah, because all of a sudden there's gonna be this like knowing this aha, like, oh, I could try this, which feels similar to this other thing I tried. You're, I don't know how it's going to present for you, but all of a sudden there's going to be this, just this magical moment. And it's going to be because you did some of these other things and, and you're going to thank your past self for doing that. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Uh, isn't it amazing? I have um, one that I do in photography with my students, and when they're studying me with me for a year in my master class, and I've just finished um, this year's one, and I won't be doing one for a few more years now. I have a, I just only do them irregularly, but I make my oh, ask my students and coerce them into spending a, a a quarter of a year only working in monochrome, and that helps their color photography. Uh, so that study in the other medium that maybe they hadn't really thought about or spent much time in actually improves their color work. So that's a cross training as well and an incredibly effective one because uh, uh, us photographers, we paint with light and um, uh, understanding light in monochrome actually helps us uh, with our color work. And it, it's really, really, really beautiful. Isn't that what George O'Keefe did when she put down all of the things that she had created? She said, ah, I'm going to start over. And she immediately like went to the charcoal on paper and that was it. That kind of feels to me like not just starting over, but a little bit more like cross training. Like she was like, I'm just going to work on this until I feel ready to move on. Um, but I don't know, maybe, maybe it's cross training, maybe it's not, but I kind of feel like that's what she did is kind of switch a little bit so she could go back and how that doing that charcoal work would inform now her painting. So. Well, I think it's only semantics about what it is because uh, sure. it was very important for her and concentrating in it actually helped. 
and uh, you know, we, you know, if you have a different word or a different way of thinking about this, that's absolutely fine because really all that matters is the practice rather than the words we use to describe it. And um, experimenting, taking risks, getting out and doing other things. Uh, we both Bree and I are just so passionate about this that you can learn so much, and we both have so many examples over and over and over of where it's been helpful. And as Bree's saying, it hits you like a lightning bolt sometime, and you go, "Ah, oh, that's what I. That's it. That's what happened." And yes, it is magic, <laughs> isn't it? It's absolutely beautiful magic when it happens, and totally. it's fascinating that the. The ones that are really outside the box that really do push us have the deeper lessons sometimes or, or often. I'd be interested to hear from our audience if you did some if you did some work, uh like created art in a different way than you're normally used to and did this kind of cross training that we're talking about. And if you had an experience with your work, with your own art that, you know, that where you created this magic. So I, I would personally love to hear if, if you had the, if you had one of those moments. So we'll put a, we always put a link to our email in our show descriptions and our episode descriptions. You can always email us. We always welcome those. Yeah. And we, we love your questions and uh, even, you know, we'd be, we'd be happy to take uh, questions on, on, on anything actually as well. Totally. And suggestions for, for, discussions as well. But I want to circle back to cross-training, Brie, and ask you a question. Uh-oh. And uh, you've had these aha moments where you've gone, blah, <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> Would um, And that's it all fits together. Do you have um, one that you might like to share with us that illustrates that, that how that worked? Oh, goodness. Um, oh, you want me to talk while you think about it? <laughs> I mean, the, like, Jeopardy music or I oh. I don't know. Did I just date myself with the we Jeopardy can... <laughs> music thing? Uh, oh gosh, I'm, I'm thinking, well, the only, I, you know, I haven't been doing this photography for that long. Oh, you know, um, I don't know if it's a specific instance, but I will share something. I love impressionist paintings. And since I have taken this kind of deep dive into photography. I've been trying to figure out, like, I would really love to create work that looks impressionist, like it really would, but how do I do that? And so part of me is still chewing on it. And every once in a while I go, Ooh, that's, that's what I've been looking for. Or that, you know <laughs> what I mean? So I guess what I'm thinking is maybe I, um, so I haven't maybe had that moment, but maybe knowing that and having that, having you ask me that is bringing up like that. I maybe just want to try painting something that looks like that. I don't know if I would get frustrated by that. You know what I mean? Or I don't quite know what I'm trying to say here, but I do know that I do know that I would like to create that kind of work. And I think that cross-training would help me. So I didn't really answer your question. 
Uh, you skirted around that really effectively, but I'll, I'll come up with one later. I think I can't think of one right now. You should attend our um, abstract workshop that I run um, every <gasps> oh, year, yes. and uh, we can teach you how to take impressionist photography. And, and uh, we spend a lot of time working with that. And I actually teach with the most wonderful teacher who was once my student, and uh, her, she's been studying with me and teaching with me for over ten years. And her name's Shirley Steele. But uh, I would like to illustrate one of mine that only happened yes. only the other week is uh, through my teaching, I find I get cross-training <laughs> as being a teacher. And maybe that's stretching the term cross-training, but it was a real ha-ha moment. And I've been teaching people about how so much story is in the blacks in and in the darks and in the shadows in an artwork and how much the lights tell a really literal story that's um, uh, quite clear and our imagination works in the shadows. And I've been telling this and I've been talking it over and over and explaining it to people and then uh, I watched uh, someone process their work and they actually started from the darks and lifted up the lights in their work, which is opposite to the way that... Um, I was doing it because I was starting with a bright imaging and darking everything down. So I was working in reverse and I was teaching people how to do this and I was talking about it and then suddenly one day my work just suddenly changed and it went to it went over to the dark side <laughs> from the bright side and it was like oh my god and then I've been talking about it and trying to understand what's going on and suddenly my work changed and it was all of this thinking and talking and explaining and exploring and thinking about it uh, and uh, suddenly I went oh I really love this I actually it's got to stop I've got to shut up about it and actually do it myself but it I, that didn't happen as a thought it actually started to happen and I noticed it and went oh Geez, I love that as work, and I and then I started falling into that rabbit hole, and, and my work changed, and then it was like an epiphany at the same time, um, through uh, thinking about it, exploring it, playing with it, wanting to do it, but also maybe quite scared of it. That's really interesting. I love that so much. <laughs> I. I think there's so much to be learned by doing this work. And I think, I think what we're trying to, what we're really trying to help come across is that we're, we're urging, we're doing this ourselves, but we're also urging our audience not to just get, be stagnant in your art. Like how, how can you continue to learn and grow? And I, as an artist, and I, this is definitely this, you know, trying something different and doing this cross training so that you can stretch different creative muscles is awesome for the work that we're doing. And you're going to find out how that works for you in such different ways. I'm really going to have to come up with my own example, aren't I? <laughs> yes, it's something to work on. But um, often we're not cognizant, uh, you know, in our waking mind, when I say cognizant, uh, of these changes in ourselves or these ha-ha moments. Like we, we integrate them in, our work keeps changing, and 
we actually have to be so aware to notice and uh, to be thinking about it and also talking about it. It's not enough just for me to be thinking about it in my head. I need to be having this conversation. And this is why I love our conversations, Bree, is I, I come away invigorated for life with new ideas and uh, you've uh, you've challenged me and I've challenged myself and I move. And it's through verbalizing it that I understand those changes and that whole act of verbalizing it actually helps make them clearer. And now, and I think it's a, uh, a theme of our podcast is that this uh, being a creative is about ex- exploring, isn't it? And trying and uh, becoming really comfortable with our processes and the ways that we work. And yes, this is another tool in our bag of tricks. Like, and Absolutely. I think we're building up this incredibly beautiful bag of tricks over all of our episodes that you can actually dip into the one that suits you today and your mode. And cross-training is one of those ones we can just drop in there and intentionally pull out and say, okay, uh, I need a bit of a, a change and, and a bit of stimulation. I'm going to mm-hmm. go and do something else that's going to benefit um, my art and my creative practice as an artist. And how beautiful would it be to do this along with a friend and then see, you know, kind of compare notes. And I don't know, I think it would be, you know, you and I, you just talked about this podcast being a collaboration, like how beautiful would it be to do your cross training, you know, with a partner, with a friend or, you know, whoever, whoever else. With a group. Yeah. With a group. (laughs) that's right you could join us in our group (laughs) starts next month so it it's really um it's really wonderful to be able to share that with someone too and be able to verbalize maybe what maybe you don't know exactly what you're learning until you start talking about it or writing about it and and having Mm. those like sharing the experiences so that you're right Lynn that is another way to help help what you're learning like really sink in to uh, so that it got actually it goes a little bit deeper when you talk about it like it it sinks further in like it solidifies I love that we should do a whole episode about the the uh, disconnect between our consciousness and our uh, uh, our higher selves and our subconscious because uh, some people say that that distance can be up to two two years mm. um, that our consciousness is behind our subconscious. So um, how this works is when we study something and we're doing something, it means we might not we might not understand it for a long period of time, and when we look back. We go, oh, yeah, that's what happened, and that, that's how I learnt that. And oh, that was the benefit of doing that. But at the time, I didn't realise that I was actually working on um, my creativity or my actual um, self, my higher self. So fascinating. It is absolutely fascinating. Okay, we'll write that down. We'll have to figure out how, what that one looks like. But yeah, I love that you wrote down another podcast episode. Oh, that's two, <laughs> this one I've written down. <laughs> right, I know, exactly. Okay, so good. Which is funny because 
before we before we record, Len says, what should we talk about? And I just go to the list and I say, we're going to do this one and this one and this one, or just this one. And he goes, oh, okay. And then while we're having the podcast, he goes, and we're going to do an episode about this. So, so, <laughs> so that's how it works for us. It's kind of funny, but I, I'm in it. I roll with it. I don't have notes. I, I stopped taking notes. I stopped having an agenda. <laughs> so, so good, you guys. Well, that's I growth think, too, isn't it? That's a yes, really, it's a yes, wonderful thing. It absolutely is. So I think this is a great place to um, stop. I actually wrote down the title because I don't, we don't always title these till uh, later. I wrote the magic of cross training. Oh, beautiful. Cause it is magic, isn't it? Yes, it really is. And if there's one thing that we've got across to you uh, today, I, I hope is that it's um, a beautiful thing to step outside of our box and go and do something else that we know is going to help our box. And even if we don't know what the benefits are, it's going to be incredibly valuable to do that. So um, sometimes it's good to define where we are standing to help work out how to get out of it and to, to go elsewhere. Or just use your intuition. You know, Brie, oh, you just yeah. mentioned, uh, I want to learn to paint. And um, go start. Yeah, <laughs> go, and go, I am. go and buy some paints, and off you go. Like exactly, and it's intuitive. Yes, and I went to the art shop. There, I was touching. I'm going to go touch some other brushes, but I'm like, whichever <laughs> one feels amazing in my hand, kind of like the Harry Potter wand choosing or whatever. I'm like, oh, this one feels amazing. This is the one I'm going to come back and get because it feels so good in your hand. You like make this connection with the brush. And this is uh, all the thing. Like, I don't even care how the art turns out. I just have to like have all these connections with my supplies. <laughs> so. I had one of those days yesterday, Brie, I made um, folded um, books and zines and I'm just holding them up and uh, doing something with my hands, making something different with my artwork, making a book, making something that I can gift or even sell. Um, geez, I had a buzz from that. And yeah. uh, uh, it was my experiment because I didn't know how to do it. And I looked it up in a book and got the bit of paper out and the scissors and a scalpel and uh, turned the printer on and went, right, I'm going to do this today. And an hour later, I had one in my hand, and I'm so excited. I'm so proud of them. They're really <laughs> I'm still amazing. At them. <laughs> I'm not even touching them in person. I'm like, oh, hey, I want to make one of those. So anyway, I'm 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 gonna learn how to make one of those. So all right, we're gonna end here. I know if you're watching the video, <laughs> we'll post many a video of this. He's holding up his book. <laughs> It's folded out of one sheet of paper. It's really exciting. I love that. So okay. Much. All right. We're done. <laughs> yes, we're done. This podcast is over. Uh, again, we love all of you so much. We are so, so glad that you have, um, that you're staying with us, that you joined us for this episode and we will chat with you next time. Well, until then, goodbye. <laughs> Bye everyone. <laughs> Thank you for joining us in our creative affair. If you love the passion we bring to this creative content, please support the podcast by sharing with a friend, subscribing, and leaving us a review. Thanks. If you'd like to learn more about creative photography, visit lenmetcalf.com, where you can find links to Len's photography school, videos, and publications. He would love to invite you to sign up to his newsletter. 
To find out more about my work, including my photography and mentoring in my Creative Confidence group coaching program, visit creativemindscoach.com. See you next time.